This is an explicit podcast meant for those over the age of 18. Any views expressed in this podcast are based solely on our own experiences. This podcast does not constitute as medical or other professional advice. Welcome to Front Porch Swingers, where we talk about sex on our terms. We talk swinging, hot wifing, BDSM, and so much more in the hopes that we will inspire you to enjoy sex on your terms. Enjoy the show, everybody. Hey everyone, welcome to Front Porch Swingers. I'm Brenna. I'm Brian. We are coming to you on a special day, Thursday, and we're really excited to bring you another one of our Sex on Your Terms episodes. Yes, we are. This is going to be a fun one. We talked with Kate and Daryl of Swinging Down Under a couple weeks ago, and the episode that we did with them was called The State of the Lifestyle, and I'm really glad we did that episode. It was really insightful and thoughtful, I thought. Yeah, I enjoy speaking with them very much. Yeah, but we talked with them a little bit more when that episode ended about single guys in the lifestyle. Yes, we did. And wanted to talk to them a little bit more about kind of the couple's perspective or more specifically how couples can be good ambassadors to single guys in the swinging lifestyle. Yeah, absolutely. We talk a lot on our show, obviously, single guy tip of the week about how guys should behave in our humble opinion in terms of meeting with couples and, you know, being in the lifestyle in general. But there certainly is a, you know, there's a level of responsibility that couples have to to educate the single guys, to certainly give them a leg up when, you know, maybe mistakes are made and give them an opportunity to be successful and for couples to be successful. Yeah, not necessarily. I'm not going to agree. I don't think there's a sense of responsibility, which we do talk about in this episode, that there's a, a very distinct difference between responsibility versus paying it forward. And For sure. uh, that's a huge theme of this bonus episode. And I'm so excited to, t- to share our conversation with them because of that. I think it's very, you know, it's something a little bit different than what we do typically. Yeah. No, it totally is. And, and the idea of paying it forward, as you mentioned, we mentioned in the uh, conversation that we had with Kate and Daryl. Yeah, it, there, it, there's something to that. I think it's important. It's an important component to what it is that we do. We want guys to be successful. We, you play with single guys. It's a big part of our lifestyle. So if we're not helpful, then we can't expect them to, to do the right thing. Well, and as we mentioned in the episode as well, when we are helpful to single guys and kind of point them in the right direction, it does nothing but help them in future interactions with couples. So it has this chain reaction, which is good for all of us. Yeah, it benefits other couples. It certainly benefits the next couple that they interact with. Yes. You know, seemingly. Yeah, so we're really excited to bring you this episode. We hope that you enjoy it. And uh, yeah, thanks so much for listening, guys. All right, so we are here with Kate and Daryl. We are so excited to be talking to them today about a subject near and dear to our hearts. Hey, guys, how's it going? Super duper. Thanks for Very asking. Very well. Yeah, it's, uh, it's lovely down here and beautiful day down here in Singapore. It is actually, as always, we live right next to the equator, so it's basically Groundhog Day down here. Nice and sunny, you know, humidity. We're doing good. Rains at 3 p.m. Yeah. Well, I'm jealous because it's snowing here. So, <laughs> well, actually, that uh, it depends on how you look at it. We're probably fairly jealous of that as well. It'd be yeah. nice to have a, a um, an actual season in this country. True, true enough. Well, yeah, I thought the same. Uh, then, of course, you move to Montana, and you realize there really is only one season. <laughs> Winter and construction season. That's what we always say. Two seasons. Yeah, that's it. So, yeah. we would love for you guys to introduce yourselves to our listeners. Yeah, sure thing. So, this is Kate. 
and my husband, Mr. Daryl, who's, uh, who's, who's arming at me like, yes, I'm going to introduce myself. It's a spectacular introduction there by Kate. Uh, so, yeah, Kate and Daryl, we're from uh, Swinging Down Under is our, is our podcast. I'll throw a little plug in for us while we're there. Um, oh, my God, I can't wait been, to hear this. We've been, around, we've been around the lifestyle now for – we've actually been in the lifestyle longer in our relationship than not. So it's about five – it's actually six years six now. Six years, yeah. Six years out of eleven. So um, we've we've had uh, some interesting travels along the way. Uh, started in Australia, moved up to Singapore. So we've um, we've seen the, the the good and the interesting. We've travelled all over the world. Basically, a lot of it for my work, but also uh, for Kate's work. And because of that, we've had some exposure in different locations as well. So that that's a brief synopsis of our <laughs> lifestyle adventures. Good job. But, um, uh, yeah, there's, as I said, there's some good and bad along the way, as there always is, but most of it's been good, otherwise we still wouldn't be, we wouldn't be here anymore. <laughs> Very fair point. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Can you tell us a little bit about your, uh, swinging dynamic? Yeah, absolutely. So, as, as Dara mentioned, we started out in Singapore, we were monogamous. In Australia. Sorry, yes, in Australia. It's still called Australia home. Um, we started out back there and we were monogamous before we started. So when we first started dipping into this, we looked at, you know, dating couples on couples. Really, that was the, the original way that we were looking at the lifestyle. And now we've kind of adapted as the years have gone on, partly because of the fact that we've just opened up and explored a little bit more. But also some of that change has been because of just circumstantial. Like Daryl just said, we, we travel a lot, sometimes separately for business. And so, you know, we've also dabbled into the hot wifing uh, lifestyle over the past, I'm going to say, three, four years. And then more recently have moved into some versions of solo play as well. So right now, you know, how we identify, it's very hard. It does depend on... <laughs> we identify as Kate and Daryl's relationship. Yeah, honestly, just... <laughs> Super fluid based on whatever's happening. We talk and then we figure out what's going to be the best for us. Yeah, we I can think absolutely um, relate to that. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Daryl. Yeah, for sure. No, no, no. Look, I think just to add to that as well, and to, to try and crisp it up a little bit more is certainly we we play solo. Uh, we have played solo. It's not very often, and it's pretty much only with people that we enjoy the company of and have played together with previously and do have a level of trust. That's uh, one thing. Um, the other thing is we've never played with a single woman, only ever with single men. That's correct, yeah. Oh, interesting. Is that something that you want to do? We've looked into it actually a couple of times. Um, You've looked into it a couple of times. I've looked into it a few times, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Daryl's played with our friends without me, so he's been in an MFM on his own. Um, but, yes, in terms of us having a single female, we haven't gone down that route we have looked into it, but for me, and it's funny, I've spoken about this a few times on our podcast, I'm super, super picky when it comes to women. And so I think that some of the times it picky's is... Picky's not the right word. Picky's not the right word. No, I'm... No. What would you say? You um, you are not bisexual enough for you to be interested in every woman. So it's just that certain women pique your interest in other ways. And and that, interestingly, is has got nothing to do with... Generally, nothing to do with their body shape, oh, their look, at all, anything yeah. at all. It's all about their brains. It is all about their, yeah. Or, or not their, you know, just their stimulation in terms of conversation and things like that. Yeah, so. and a lot of the time when you, when I do find those women, they tend to have a man hanging off of them. So that's generally the way that it kind of ends up. But mm. it's, it's not off it's not off the table, but it's just one of those things that we haven't yet explored. But that's the beauty of kind of the lifestyle, right? You get to try new things as you explore and, and change and adapt or... You know, whatever you want to really try. 
Yeah, certainly there's one woman out there that I think you'd throw yourself at, and um, I've forgotten the name, the chick from Pitch Perfect. Oh, Anna Kendrick. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm pretty God. sure. Oh, me sure too. She, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure Kate would um, would uh, probably slide herself across the table to Anna Kendrick. I, yeah, I would kick you out of the room so fast. And my problem with that is that when I find really cool women that I really, you know, I'm interested in as well, there's this part of me that's like, I think I just actually want to be their BFF. Like, I don't know whether I actually wanted to sleep with them or whether I really want to be like, let's go out and let's get, you know, wasted on the town together and run amok. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah, we're much the same way. We tend to only play solo with people that we genuinely like and can, you know, kind of hang out with and on a on a vanilla basis as well. So obviously one of the reasons we wanted to talk to you guys, we were very excited to talk to you, is because you participate in the Hot Wife lifestyle. And as our listeners know, we do too. Yes, we do. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> and <laughs> one of the things that we hear a lot from both couples and single guys is that sometimes it's hard to meld the two worlds. Single men don't tend to always have the best luck with couples and obviously vice versa. And we talk a lot on our podcast about the downfalls of single guys via our single guy tip of the week. We wanted to take a little bit of a positive spin with you guys on that, though. And from the couple's perspective, talk through some of the ways that potentially we as couples can be good ambassadors to single men looking to get into the lifestyle. So what are your guys' initial thoughts on that? You're, you're, well, let me just go back a bit. You're, you're definitely right that there is some difficulty from both sides. Uh, and, and absolutely, you do see in a lot of the forums and a lot of the social media sites, you know, single men getting bashed, bashed in the terms of, you know, gosh, they didn't turn up right now or they do the wrong things or here's an, yet another screenshot of where they've done something wrong or, you know, it, so we, I think we see a hell of a lot more of that happening than we see it on the unicorn on the single female front. You know, I don't see a lot of people posting about, gosh, this single woman, you know, gosh, she's so annoying or she didn't and the right thing. So I think that definitely there is an element of people who there's more front forward on how single guys are doing it wrong. So I think the first first and foremost is to actually just realize that everybody's a little bit different and give people grace of the fact that maybe they just don't know. You know, I think a lot of the time when we write back and we attack and we do all these things, it's like, hold on a second. Why do we as a couple assume that these guys know what they're doing and how can then we have a stab at them as opposed to trying to help them along their journey? I think that's the the big thing is having a little bit of grace in the fact that sometimes these people just don't know what they're doing. And so, yeah, which I absolutely agree with Kate on that. And we've kind of started to tailor some of our incoming questions for guys when they do reach out to us to to um, help them along the way. Um, certainly, I love the um, the tip of the week for for single guys. I think that's a great concept and something that well, we've we've kind of done in a, in a well, we did it in one podcast. It was a twelve steps. I think the twelve steps of getting into twelve Kate's, ways to get into, get into man. Kate's, that was an early episode, was man. A long <laughs> way back, but um, it was just really, you know, I suppose some guidelines for the single guys to try and help them understand what would help with all couples. So um, on the positivity side, we've had some amazing experiences with, with single guys and we've got some, you know, we had a guy here in, in Singapore who's now gone back to France who mm. we still keep in contact on a, on a semi-regular basis. Obviously, you know, it's, it's purely a friendship scenario mm-hmm. now, but the, the benefit to our relationship of knowing single guys has been, has been immense. Uh, we've really enjoyed the time along the way and, you know, for all the downsides, there's been as many ups to um, to that. I just realised there's some pun built into that as well for all. There, the, so is. <laughs> yeah. Move along, dude. Yeah, so, um, uh, yeah, there has been some significant upsides as well. 
my advice, my biggest advice to single guys is is just be yourself and be a gentleman. And if you don't understand what the term gentleman means, then you probably need to look that up. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm of the belief, uh, Daryl, myself, that a lot of these guys that kind of get or attempt to get involved in the hot wife space or in the, at the very least get involved with couples, I think they they experience the same kind of issues in their regular life trying to meet single gals along the way. I think they run into the same issues. You know, so a guy who is very quick to send a one-liner and a dick pic has probably done that in his life prior when he was yep. trying to entertain single gals. And it didn't work, which is what brought him to couples to begin with thinking, oh, well, this isn't what the single women want. Maybe I can, this is what the, the couples are looking for. And they're just repeating bad behavior. And no one's ever corrected them because, you know, a single gal that is obviously offended by something like that is just going to light the guy up. There's not going to be any time for education. And a lot of times they get the same from couples. Well, and I think that ties in perfectly to something that you, Kate, said, which is trying to understand where people are coming from, including single guys, giving them a little bit of a benefit of the doubt and having some empathy. So what are some of the ways that you guys do that with single guys when they reach out and are maybe not quite as respectful or eloquent or whatever it is you're looking for from them during those digital messages? Well, Daryl actually alluded to it a second ago. He he now he doesn't have a template. I don't want to make it sound as you know. Um, it's not as formal as that. Yeah, it's not as formal as that. But we we have these questions that are almost they're almost lead-in questions for the guys. It it helps us to understand what their experience is, what they're looking for, and everything else. But it gives also them some lead-in to then tell us what they're looking for and start to think about how they can phrase it. Because if we send that message back and it's you know asking these questions, and then they go, oh, okay, this is kind of how I would interact with with couples. And some turn around and they reciprocate and they go, oh, fantastic, this is great. I've never thought about this before. And here's kind of my experience is what I'm looking for. Here's some of my insecurities. Here's you know what I'm hoping. And and then. It puts them in that, that frame of mind. Now, if after that point they don't take it on board, that's, that's cool. It's no harm, no foul. But what we've found is sometimes those, uh, that initial contact might be from a place of insecurity, might be a little bit nervous, might be brand new. And so when they're reaching out on that first point, it's a good way to then lead them into the conversation because starting something from nothing is hard enough anyway. And then, you know, a single person approaching a couple, so it's one on two, is difficult. So, you know, giving them a bit of space and some prompters to respond back in kind and then, you know, start the ball rolling, I think is one of the ways that we definitely try to do it. Yeah, absolutely. So what I typically do is each each time I respond to the guys and, and look, as long as they're, they're reasonably polite and, and I don't mind the, the grammar, the spelling, all that sort of thing. We can assume that via text, most people take shortcuts these days. So, um, provided they they seem to be at least interested in in conversing, typically what I'll do is is donate some information about us or offer some information about us, and then follow that with a question about them. And the idea there is to get a an actual conversation to some degree going. Now, I know that this is early early days in terms of the relationship but it, it's the way I picture it is that we're sitting across the table from them and we say you know um, you know we're into x how about you what do you like is there something that we could possibly help you with and you know if their responses are I'll say appropriate in terms of the that they're not you know they're not uh, aggressive or arrogant or something like you know something that it puts them immediately on or puts me immediately on my on the back foot i'll um uh, i'll continue the conversation with them and in some cases 
long after we've made the decision that we've yeah. that we've we've made the decision that we're not interested in in any sort of catch up with them and and then provide some additional support you know after and thank them for their time absolutely. as well you know um, the other thing is i think we forget coming into this kind of uh, uh, you know the initial date phase after you get through that it, it, we we kind of forget that we have the ability to make their life easier so i regularly um, and in some cases, without Kate being aware, I give them an understanding of what Kate's into, what mm-hmm. she likes to talk about, how she'd like to be treated, how she'd like them to, you know, sit on the sit on the same side of the table as her. Things, just simple things, you know, that that make Kate make Kate feel special, and also put them in the right um, mindset to be gentlemanly when we do finally meet. So there is there's a lot of things that we can offer as partners to help this relationship blossom and I can say I've been in sales now for 20 years and I've done my fair share of cold calls and they suck. Yeah and that's exactly <laughs> what this is. This is a single guy trying to yeah create something out of nothing and that's yeah. why we do a lot of those lead-in questions where they're not black and white single and single syllable answers they're just you know they're you know opening up the conversation a little bit more hope that yeah. answers your question that was a long answer but we got there <laughs> <I think. laughs> no it was a gr- i mean it was great i think what you said daryl about giving them kind of an insight into who kate is is so huge i love that brian does that as well brian does the majority of the what we call single guy vetting and i love that he tells them not only sexual things that i'm going to be in interested in, but also as a person who I am, and they have an understanding of that when we go into a a first sit down. So it's not as awkward. So I love that you guys are doing kind of the same thing. And I think it builds that immediate trust with those single guys, which is so important. I also think it gives a single guy a, a bit more of a air of confidence about the entire situation going into it, as you alluded to, Daryl, you've got, or actually, Kate, I think you mentioned it. You've got a single guy who is now going to meet not just a gal, but a couple. So it's two against one, and that can be an intimidating experience in any situation. Nonetheless, one where the single guy, the intention of the entire meeting is to sleep with the married woman. So mm-hmm. giving them that information and arming them with that information before you actually put faces, of, you know, get face to face, I think puts a lot of the guys at ease for sure when you finally make that initial contact. It also gives them an opportunity to back down too, you know. I mean, if you're having these conversations and like Daryl said, you don't, just because you're talking to someone doesn't mean you're going to get to a date and certainly doesn't mean you're going to end up in the bedroom. But it gives them an opportunity. They may turn around and say, oh, okay, I, I get that this is what you guys are looking for. Actually, it's not what I'm looking for. You know, thanks very much for your time. So. And we've know, certainly had that in the past. With that guys tell yeah. us, absolutely. Like, oh, you got, that's what you're, no, you know, I'm just, I'm kind of like a, I want to come around at, at five, you know, I'm, and that's uh, yeah, it. I'm here for, I'm here for the sex. I'm not here for the conversation. You know, that's fine. That's, that's their, you know, whatever floats their boat. Yeah. If that's what they're into, then it's not up to us to judge them for Correct. that. Uh, you know, we have some guidelines for us around uh, married men who are not, who have not told their partners. So, and, and the, the, the only reason we have that is purely because we're not interested in the drama, the potential mm. drama there. So we back out of that and we back out of it politely. Very we say, respectfully. We say, guys, thank you. hey, I don't know your situation, but this is ours. We're not, we're not interested in that particular style of relationship because we're not interested in the drama. Mm. So thank you for your, thank you for the conversation and, and good luck on your journey. You know, that it's not up to us to judge what they're doing. We just don't, you just never know what's happening in somebody else's life. Yeah. Right. No, absolutely not. What happens behind the closed doors? I mean, we just don't know. You know, everybody's got to kind of, they got to find their own way for sure. 
Which I think brings me to another point, which is something that we've experienced a lot and and you guys maybe have as well. We communicate with a lot of lifestylers having our podcast and we're very lucky in that way. But it's interesting because we have this single guy tip of the week. I think some people potentially have the perception that we're maybe a little bit cold (laughs) towards single guys. For example, they'll send us messages where their initial communication with a single guy is quite disrespectful. Um, It's not acting with empathy or treating them with a certain level of respect and and they reach out with their frustration with a single guy and I have to say well let's back up it for a second and understand where you are coming from in this entire thing where where you were potentially the pain point on all of this so have you guys uh, talked to couples that have also maybe um, needed a little bit of of an understanding of how to also communicate with single guys Yes, absolutely. And I mean, when you were saying that, you know, what was running through my head is the fact that a lot of people treat a third person and not just single guys, but we'll say single women. A lot of people treat this third person as a an object and forget that the person on the other end of that email or message or kick or whatever is a human. And then they're just a human trying to do the best that they can with the information that they have at their disposal and in their arsenal. And so we have absolutely, you know, across the times we've seen and heard and read messages where it is it is quite degrading. You know, they'll, they'll send a message and the response back is is very aggressive, you know, and I think sometimes with social social media and with that sitting behind that screen, it's quite easy to do that. You know, you're, you can sit behind a keyboard and kind it's of very easy to be a troll when you don't have to look somebody in the eyes. Correct. And so I yeah. think, you know, we've definitely seen that. And, and, it, and it is disheartening because otherwise, you know, what could have been an opportunity to say, you know, thank you for your message. Here's what we're looking for. You haven't really hit the nail on the head, but just FYI, here's some information. Now, I know that there's going to be people out there listening to this going, well, why the hell is it my responsibility for that dude that, you know, I'm never going to see, I'm never going to sleep with, whatever. And and honestly, the response to that is just just be human. You know, I walk out on the street and I see somebody who hasn't cleaned up after their dog. I'm like, hey, you know, here's a bag if you don't have one or whatever. I mean, yes, it's not my responsibility to police that person like it's Perhaps not that person's responsibility to educate that dude, but at the end of the day, it works better for everybody involved. It's going to make that gentleman have a better understanding of the lifestyle, more arsenal in his toolkit to then approach the next couple and and potentially be successful. And, you know, I don't mean successful and I'm just thinking about, well, him, you know, getting some sex. What I mean by that is he might then be fulfilling another couple's um, desire and dream to have a single guy in their bedroom. So by not helping that one person, you potentially rob somebody else of what could be a really fucking sexy time. Yeah, paying it forward, I think, is an important part of of all. And I think you touched on this as well. You know, the, the lifestyle in general is about paying it forward because the more people we have in this lifestyle, the more people we have who understand you know, our, our frame of mind, they may not live in the same realm as us in terms of what we do as a couple, but it's nice to have people around you that you can talk to and just talk openly. And, and if they, if they say, well, we're monogamous, but you know, whatever you guys are into is up to you, the ability to then just sit with them and have a conversation without having to hide who you are in the background is, is a really nice place to be. And that goes for single, single guys and single ladies as well. You know, that, the social programming we have to keep us in our particular sexual boxes, you know, whether it be heterosexual or, or monogamous, you know, that we've been, we've all been programmed with realistically with the same idea along the way. And it's nice to have, have that capability to sit with somebody, even if you'll never sleep with them. I mean, we've got some of the best friends we have in the lifestyle are, are friends first and, and we've never played with them. And, and in some cases, some we may never play with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're the same way. Our, our 
we are at the point in our lives where all of our friends are lifestyle uh, folks, but so many of them, yeah, many of them are folks that we have not been intimate with, but have, but you know, we just really enjoy their company, just like being around them. They're just phenomenal people. So we 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 absolutely can relate to that. And you took the words out of my mouth, Daryl. Paying it forward is where I was going with that. My next statement you know, not correcting some of that bad behavior, you're just setting up the next couple or single guy or gal for failure. If you haven't done what I feel is our part in trying to correct that behavior or give some advice and uh, some indication of exactly how you should kind of go forward, I I think you do set other people up for failure and it just perpetuates the obvious problem. Well, and also leading by example, we actually had a single guy, a listener, reach out to us recently and was frustrated because he felt like he was following some of the advice that we had provided both on the show and in private to couples. And the messages he were get, he was getting back were things like, if you don't have nine inches or longer of a cock, don't reach mm-hmm. back out to me. Or, right. you know, if you don't have six pack abs, don't bother. And it's that idea of like if, if a single man said that to the woman that you love or if a single uh-huh. woman said that to the man you love, how offended would you be? So you really have to think of it in those terms too. treat people the way that you want both yourself and your partner to be treated. I, uh, yeah, D- Daryl and I have this conversation in our house so often, and, and even just on that that penis size, you know, he said to me recently, he's like, you know what, how do you think you would feel if a, if a dude turned around to you and said, you know what, you're not a size uh, six, you're not, um, you know. Sorry, this, this, which, is a, which is an American zero. Oh, fuck, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> You're not a whatever. Enter um, size here, you know. And 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 how would you feel if he said this, this, and this about you? And hey, like, um, actually, we were using uh, labia majora as a um, as an example of that. Labia minora, but yeah. Labia minora, and, well, labia minora majora. Uh, uh, yeah, I do happen to know Kate's vulva a little better than she does. So. <laughs> and we talked about that, and he was saying he was saying about the whole um, cut uncut thing, and he was saying, you know what? How would you feel if somebody walked up to you and said, you know what, your pussy isn't pretty because you. That that's what it looks like, and I'm looking for this. And I said, well, yeah, I get it. And so, to your point, treating people like they're they're human is the first step. But to to your other point as well, the issue here is that the way that we interact with guys, the way that you guys interact with guys, the way that the couple next door does, is going to, <laughs> which wasn't intended to podcast no reference. But I'm I'm pointing next door to my to my house, and and I'm, I guess they're swingers. I don't know. Um, no, they're definitely <laughs> they're definitely not. not. Uh, <laughs> Ours either. It's going to be. Super different. You know, it's different for everybody involved. So, yes, there are people out there who are looking and, and just want, like that guy did, just want the one-night stand, want the big cock in the bedroom, want the abs, whatever. And then there's other people that do it differently. And I think that all you can do is advise them what you're looking for and then have them say yes or no, we're same thing. Yeah, I think there's a place for all of that. I, I really think the whole – the issue is the delivery of that information. That's yes. really what I think everybody needs to work on, whether you're looking mm-hmm. for something specific or not. Uh, and even if you are looking for multiple specific uh, you know, characteristics, it's all in how you deliver that information. Yeah. And, and I think the, the, the front end of that should be to deliver it in a, in a way that's respectful, as respectful as possible without actively trying to do harm. Don't degrade somebody because they don't have the size of the penis you're looking for. I mean, you don't even need to really say that. You can just say, hey, you're, maybe you're not matching what we're looking for. I mean, that's as easy as it is. And, and, and thank you very much for your conversation. You guys hit, you hit the nail on the head, but you're not really, you know, you're not fitting, ticking all of the boxes. It doesn't need well, to be like, oh, it's because your cock isn't big enough or thick enough or, you one know. One of the, ir- one of the ir- ironies I love about this is that, uh, you know, we, we all, as couples, a lot of us talk about dick pics and copying them or, uh, you know, cock shots straight up. We get this straight away. But then a lot of the couples 
that are into this are also there's sometimes a size queen involved yeah, in this, that. right? And they want to see right. what the the cock size. They want to know what the cock size is, but then they're offended if they get a cock photo. It's like, well, you know, you gotta <laughs> you gotta you gotta take it how how it comes in some cases. You know, yes, is it polite for somebody to send through a uh, through a cock shot without any conversation about it? Probably not. But if you've got up on your profile that you're a size, you know, you're interested in size, then there's a natural progression for somebody to go from there to say, it's just all about my cock. They're not interested in anything else. Mm-hmm. Right. right. So, and that's what guys see first anyway. If they see that, that's the first thing. That's the one and only thing they're going to read. They zero in on yeah, it. They'll, they'll <laughs> sniper like you know, vision on that. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's not like men to be focused on the size of their cocks, is it? You know? <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> not at yeah, all. No. Not at all. Yeah. So, um, no, and I think... You know, a, a politely written, even for, from our side, a politely written uh, a bio that actually has an expectation that people will read through it. I mean, now let me also say, um, after fl- flying through tw- Tinder for a little while, I can say that ladies are just as bad at reading bios as what men are because, uh, you know, a lot of the ladies who connected with me, and this is a while back now when we first got to Singapore, we were looking for looking for couples and Tinder became the last resort almost. And um, a lot of the ladies who met, who uh, linked with me, my title was a non-monogamous relationship and most of them had no understanding of what that even was when we got to the conversation. Anyway, they had a go at you and that's just a point that people don't really read by. But I mean, yes, dating profiles have what you're looking for, but try to keep it succinct as well. Because if you've got another thing, if you're a couple and you've got on your profile like must have X, Y, Z, blah, 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 don't do this, do this, capitals, not looking for this. I mean, it's super aggressive and people aren't going to read it anyway. So, (laughs) I mean, you know, keeping your bio with what you're chasing pretty succinct is is another good way to try and offer that lead in as well so people know what you're looking for. Yeah, yeah. you're definitely going to get what you put out there. I mean, if you put yes. out a, you know, a bio that's got a scroll-like list of uh, do's and don'ts, you're probably going to get a little, you know, less than perfection because no one's going to sit through it and read it. Yeah. And also, you know, if you the other thing you're doing by by listing that so so adamantly is is uh, a lot of people who may not fit one of the boxes but fit them all, you know, respectful, good, honest Gentlemen and, and lady folk who who have read through it and gone, oh well, I don't have six pack abs. I have everything else they want, but I don't have the six pack, so I, I won't bother these people because I'm obviously not what they mm. want. So if you get if you become too precise, and I think we can all agree, I think just about everybody in this lifestyle can agree, when we meet people, it can change our perception of what they look like 100%. infinitely. Yes. Yeah, so we, true. we have had some amazing experiences with couples and single guys, and single guys that they're, ordinarily they're not necessarily folks that if you saw them out, we would be instantly attracted to or even maybe necessarily consider the idea of playing with. And then you get to meet them. You have a drink, you have dinner and they become friends very quickly. And all of a sudden they are infinitely more attractive than they were yep. the first time you saw them. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Yeah, for sure. So I would love to know from your guys' perspective, kind of to wrap up this segment, this topic that we're talking about right now, what is one thing, and you can obviously answer individually if you'd like, what is one thing that you would really like to see change within the lifestyle regarding single men uh, and how people interact with single men within the lifestyle community? Well, I'll go for it. I'll take that one first. Um, honestly, I, I think it's just about 
dropping the assumptions, uh, dropping the assumptions that they know what you want, dropping the assumptions that they know how to approach a couple and, and, and just taking it back to ground zero and just both just being human. I mean, the first time you interact with somebody, even a new friend on the street, you know, you don't make, you don't walk into that interaction making a shitload of assumptions about that other person, what they like, what they don't like, how you got to approach them and everything else. And I don't understand why the same thing can't be, be in the lifestyle and, and certainly with our interactions with single men as well. Don't assume that they know what they're doing. Don't assume that they're coming off on the wrong foot. Don't assume that they're being aggressive. Try and give them a, a bit of grace and 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 help them. You know, help them to understand what you want. Help them to understand how you like to be approached. And if it works, fantastic. If it doesn't, thank you for your time. You know, I think that's that's the first thing. I think we make a hell of a lot of assumptions about people when we could just kind of go in and just be friendly, be human, and and move forward at whatever pace it works for anybody involved. Yeah, um, I'm not sure I can add much to that, actually. Uh, Mic drop, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, um, yeah, honestly, if you can't, if it's not a good fit, then pay it forward. That would be the only thing that I'd, that I'd offer as, as couples or, or, you know, couples dealing with singles is make it easier for the next the next person. Oh, Kate, unfortunately, appears she's going to add can something else. Can I add to that real quick? Drop the ego as well. Like, just because we're saying pay it forward doesn't mean you need to say, well, hey, and also, just so you know, the next time you talk to a couple, you need to do X, Y, Z, because that may not work for the next couple. It needs to be the phraseology around it is, hey, this is what we're enjoying, and, and this might be a good opener for you. Maybe. You know, it's not definitive. We're not the rules of, of how the people should be engaging with each other. So I think dropping some of the ego on those responses is, is definitely a requirement as well. Yeah, and the other, uh, one other thing is, ah. is actually just lifting the guys up and saying, hey, guys, you know, yes, for us, we're not interested in what you're putting forward. But good job. But but you, we're happy with the conversation, and we're happy to continue having it. And if you if you want to, we're happy to catch up. But it'll just be friends. Mm-hmm. There's so many people out there that have no experience in any form of interaction with humans now, and I think it's becoming more and more the case. So it's it's nice if you can help people along that journey. I think you know, getting them away from their screen and into a real life situation is a nice place to be. Yep. Yeah, for sure. I think I, I say it a lot. We, I tend to see it uh, in my world. There's just a, the, the art of the conversation seems to have disappeared. Everything now is digital. The idea of being face to face for a lot of people is daunting. Um, yeah. and they don't really know how to even to get to that step. So I think the, the more that couples like us, like yourselves can help these folks, both guys and gals, uh, it's certainly going to be better for all of us. Absolutely. I well, really I agree. have thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. I, I really appreciate you guys putting your perspective uh, into the, the conversation with us and, um, and providing your thoughts. Thank you very much for having us. Thank you. It's been, uh, been awesome. And where can our listeners find you guys? I would give if you a single s- male, you can find us. <laughs> <laughs> Go to swingingdownundersinglemail.com. Uh, honestly, swingingdownunder.com is our website. You can find all of our links there to all of the different podcast catches and, and blogs and newsletters and everything else. I won't run you through the gamut of everything that we're on, but you can find all of our links there. Yeah, um, you won't find, unfortunately, uh, the links to our SDC account, but we'll uh, provide those once you reach out of my contact. <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> right. Good to know. Noted. All right, guys. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Thank you, guys. So as mentioned, that was our interview with Kate and Daryl of Swinging Down Under. We want to give them another big thank you for joining us for two episodes of Front Porch Swingers now. Yeah, absolutely. We had a really very lengthy and healthy conversation with them about 
pretty much all things lifestyle. And this was one of those topics that we thought was really interesting and we should bring to everyone's attention, especially the different different takes on it. Well, important to us. I think that's the most important part of this whole thing is like selfishly we wanted to talk about the single guy aspect with another couple that deals with single guys on a regular basis a lot of the lifestyle couples that we talk to that we correspond with are not single guy enthusiasts and these are people that have both played with single guys together and separately and have a lot of opinions on it so we appreciate them sharing their thoughts yeah absolutely it was really very interesting and again we we appreciate their time yeah so thank you guys so much for listening to this special episode of front porch swingers sex on your terms episode as we mentioned if you guys are not already subscribed to us on the different podcast platforms we would appreciate if you would do so now you can also leave us a review on apple Podcasts, which really helps us we are bringing you these bonus episodes as a way of both providing additional content during these kind of uncertain times where you may be spending a little bit more time at home or have some additional time on your hands but also wanted to provide a different material than what we typically provide. So we really hope that you guys enjoyed that. Yeah. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening. Thanks, guys.